Surf and Turf at McDonald's? Starting today, it's on the menu. But it's not lobster and steak. It's a mashup of their fish filet and a double cheeseburger. If you want to go bigger, order the land, air, and sea sandwich. Always putting on a show. McDonald's is playing along with fan-favorite mashups for a limited time only. Menu hacks have been online for years, but now you can order them by name. The Land, Air, and Sea combines the fish filet, Big Mac, and a McChicken sandwich. Yep, that's a lot of food with calories around 1,350. With a few more creative combos now on the menu, McDonald's says this shows it was never their menu. It's always been the fans. Some combos are better than others. The darkness and cold of winter can make many sad, but the Spirit and God's Word always warm our hearts and give hope in Jesus. Welcome to Haven Today here on the final day of January. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're starting a much-needed program called Cure for the Blues. The thrill is gone. It's gone. That's what we call the blues. And a little snippet from the late B.B. King, The Thrill is Gone. And even though that song explains what many who are struggling with depression feel, the thrill, the joy of life have been sapped from them. They have the blues. Life seems dull. And the sad thing is that this affects everyone, even Christians. And I can speak from experience. That's why we're taking time this week to think about depression and anxiety. And before you touch the dial, I do stress this affects all of us, because even if you're not suffering with depression, you know someone who is. In a moment, we're going to be joined by Christian psychologist Tim Sizemore to help us think about this struggle from a biblical point of view. It's much more glorifying to God for me to hold on to my faith and be strong and trust in Him in adversity than it is when everything's rolling along just fine. Dr. Tim Sizemore. He's going to help us see how we can glorify God even when we have the blues. And then after the program, I want to send you something that I know will help you or someone you know who is struggling with depression or anxiety. It's the Scripture Lullaby Collection with four albums filled with melodic music and God's Word. This is peaceful music for anxious hearts that will help you and those you love find hope in the Lord and sleep in the night. I know this scripture-filled music will bring much-needed peace in your life and encourage you to trust in Jesus. So call us after the program and make your generous gift to the ministry, and we'll send you the Hidden in My Heart CD collection, volumes 1 through 4. Our number is 800-654-2836. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online and listen to samples from the collection. And our website is haventoday.org. 
That's haventoday.org. So Haven Today opens with Be Strong and Courageous. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Strong and courageous. Do not be From volume four of the album called Hidden in My Heart and a program called Cure for the Blues. All around us right now, especially this time of year, there is anxiety and there are people suffering and who are depressed. I thought it would be important today to talk with someone who works with people all the time who experience severe depression and anxiety. He's a clinical psychologist. He's an author. His name is Dr. Tim Sizemore. He's the former director at California Baptist University for their doctoral program, but right now he's working at the St. Louis Behavioral Medicine Institute. Tim, it's good to have you on the program today. Welcome back to Haven Today. 
Charles, thank you. It's a privilege to be with you. Well, I wanted to have you on because I wanted to have a Christian. I wanted to have a psychologist. I know some Christians get the heebie-jeebies about a Christian psychologist, but we'll, we'll, we'll allow for that, and you can allow for that too. But is it my imagination, or ha- have more people been more depressed and more anxious and maybe even had other issues over this last year than years prior? Oh, absolutely. And I think the biggest explanation for that is what's going on with COVID and kind of the side effects, I would say, of COVID. I mean, there's been the withdrawal into you know being shut down for so long and um, isolated, which goes contrary to the very beginning of Scripture when God says it's not good for man to be alone. Mm. But then we're told to be alone, mm. um, which has been very awkward and very unnatural and creates a lot of tension in itself. So I think the isolation leads to depression, but you've seen a society that is essentially godless now that is looking for some type of authority or someone to trust to help us through this. And the whole COVID thing has been so politicized, uh, either way you want to go with it, that it has created an anxiety because the appeal has been in the culture to science as if science is God. And I think that becomes the problem is that science is the authority. And I don't know if you know this. I've done some t- talking in the American Psychological Association about basically being skeptical of science, mm-hmm. that you know we learn from science and we need science and it's good. But science is not God. It isn't as authoritative as we've needed it to be in our culture. Mm. And so it becomes whose science and not the science, which you keep hearing. And you're standing back watching this, not just as an educator, not just as a psychologist, but you have watched these trends as a follower of Jesus, haven't you? Yes, and that's what's kind of tough when you see so many Christians getting wrapped up in the public dialogue. And the public dialogue has no place for faith. Mm. You know, we're, you know we're, as Christians, we honor science, and there's good things that come out of science. We wouldn't be doing this broadcast without science. But it isn't God. And so when we hear people wrestling with it and trying to, who do you trust and all those things, we get wrapped up in the two-dimensionality of it in a sense, us and other people, as opposed to where is God in this? Mm. And I think that becomes where the anxiety for Christians is because we hear this provocative news all the time. And it's anxious and it's contradictory, and that all creates these unpleasantries, whereas God isn't surprised by any of this. Mm. And we have someone to appeal to that's more authoritative than the science. Mm. Well, we certainly do, don't we? But I'm curious, with so many things happening all at once the last couple of years, the pandemic, worldwide protests, blizzards and floodings, massive forest fires all over the world, the economy going up and down. There are so many things that can lead us to be anxious or depressed. Do you think we might become numb to these needs? I don't know about numb. I think it becomes commonplace, but it's always unpleasant. It's like pain. You know, pain still hurts over time, even though there's (laughs) lots of iterations of it. Because so there, there is maybe I can make a distinction between pain and suffering. Okay. There's a sense to where there is pain in life. You lose loved ones who die. You lose a home to a fire. You lose some of your possessions to a flood. Uh, you lose a loved one to COVID. Those are all painful. 
But the suffering is when there's not a context to put that pain into. God works all things together for good. Mm-hmm. But if we get wrapped up in, but this is hard, this is painful. And I think, especially for American Christians, um, we've been kind of spoiled because it's been mm-hmm. a kind of an easy road and you know it's been a Christian nation and all these kinds of things to where we've been surprised as now that we are seen as a problem and it's a culture that's gone away from us. And the more we think like that culture, the less we take comfort in our hope is in heaven, not here. Mm. And and the more we get wrapped up in it. And I've been drawn back to St. Augustine and the city of God. Mm-hmm. And if you know the context of that was Rome would never fall, but the you know, it had been overrun and the people were desperate. Where's God and why has God deserted us? And he said, You've confused the city of man with the city of God. Mm-hmm. You know, the United States is not the kingdom of God. And that becomes the tension because as soon as we think it is, we feel threatened and threatened, feeling threatened is anxiety. Mm. But the more we say the kingdom of God is not threatened by any of this, mm. then we don't feel threatened. What can a Christian do? Let's say somebody's listening to us who is a Christian. They are anxious or maybe their family's divided. You're a psychologist. You're supposed to have answers. You're also my brother in the Lord. Dr. Sizemore. Give us some help here. What are we to do? Well, there's some psychological literature to back up what I'm going to say, but I'm going to speak in Christian terminology to do that. One of the problems with a lot of these things is we equate God's blessing with temporal well-being. Okay. And that's because I think a lot of times we haven't read all of the Scripture. I've just been going through some old Puritan sermons on uh, Philippians 3. Mm-hmm. And Paul actually prays to share in the sufferings of Christ. And that doesn't sound like most of us. You know, Lord, I I'd don't, like to suffer. I don't want that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because we see pleasure as the goal. Mm. But then if you, if you say, would you give up a kidney for your wife? Of course we would, because it's for a good cause. Mm-hmm. And if this is how God is to be glorified, and you know, one of the wonderful things I think that's going to come out of this is America is going to be better able to tell who the real Christians are, mm. because the the kind of semi-part-time, every once in a while, just give me a little Jesus kind of Christians aren't really going to make it, because as we suffer— it has to be because we are committed to a cause. We're recording this during the Olympics. And you talk about all these people who've worked so hard to receive that prize. They've suffered so much. You know, they could have gone out with their friends and ate pizza and, and you know stuff and not suffered as much, but they wouldn't have a gold medal at the end of the day. Hmm. And we press on toward our prize. Paul loves to use uh, metaphors that, out of sports. And it's like, this is our training. This is our discipline to be stronger as Christians, to trust God in in suffering and adversity. It's much more glorifying to God for me to hold on to my faith and be strong and trust in him in adversity than it is when everything's rolling along just fine. Mm. Well, if I'm feeling trapped right now, maybe nothing to do with COVID, if I were to say, Dr. Sizemore, Three simple steps, five simple steps. What can I do about this anxiety that I've got or this depression that I'm going through? 
And I know one size doesn't fit all. Mm-hmm. But talk to me as a brother. Anxiety comes from a sense of feeling threat. Okay. In the Bible, there's a different word for anxiety than for fear in the New Testament, right? Fear is an imminent danger, mm-hmm. like if I see a rattlesnake at my feet. Anxiety, marimna, I can't say Greek very well, but that's the word, is the uh, be anxious for nothing language of Scripture. Mm-hmm. And that is coming up with a threat in our head that isn't really there. Mm. So sure, if, if your house is being flooded, you should be afraid and take action to get out of there, right? That's a normal thing. But as Christians, the marimna, the, the worrying, to use probably the best single way of explaining that, is where the problem comes. Because then we're saying, wait, this may not work out. What's going to happen? And I think the answer is there. This sounds simplistic, because, but it takes a while to develop it. That's why I'm not being very helpful to give you three easy steps. <laughs> so, That's right. I forgive you for that. But, but. Thank you. Thank you. I'll, I'll deal with forgiveness. <laughs> I, I, I often use this illustration, which is very meaningful to me. When I was a kid, about 10 years old, I was with my parents. I was just My parents and me were in the car, and we were in a different city because my dad had gone for a job interview. And we were out at night in the dark. And it was pouring rain, and we were lost. Mm. And I remember sitting in the backseat of the car and thinking about how cozy is this, all this mess around us, and I'm here dry and safe. And the secret to me doing that, which I wouldn't be doing now if I were driving, (laughs) but I knew my dad was driving that car. Mm. And whatever the dangers were that were all around us, I was safe as long as my dad was driving that car. Mm. Mm. And I think that's what we lose as Christians is we forget who's driving the car. We get to looking at the storm and not at who's driving. And I think that is the key. So if anything, it's look to the driver, not to the storm. Mm. And the storm, we, have, we are in a big storm culturally and in medically and all kinds of things. But the driver is still the same for a Christian, right? And I think that's, the other thing is, I mean, there is uncertainty, And so another thing is not to try to remove uncertainty, but to learn to live with uncertainty. Mm -hmm. Because there is an ultimate certainty. God will bring us home safely, but he hasn't given us the play-by-play on how he's going to do it. It, It's kind of like the Apostle Paul, you know, you will have trouble (laughs) in this Christian life. Not maybe, no buts about it. You will have trouble. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's the thing, because we... Many of us confuse comfort and ease with God's blessing. Mm. And I don't think they're the same thing. Good you know, point. it's like Paul, when he was headed to Jerusalem, everybody kept saying, you know, bad things are going to happen in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to Jerusalem. And I think that is such, so key is because, you know, as Christians, we're supposed to suffer. And I think one of the reasons Christianity in America is anemic is because we haven't suffered. Mm-hmm. And that points us to, again, the driver. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to accept that there's going to be hardship instead of how do I get out of it? And worry is trying to solve a problem that isn't there. <laughs> right? You know, again, if there's a rattlesnake, I can solve that problem. I can get away from it. Yes. Right? But um, I can't get away from... COVID anywhere in the world, apparently. I don't know if I've heard any cases in Antarctica, but that's a whole different set of problems. Right. (laughs) 
Oh, no, you're right. That's what I needed to hear. And I think that's what we all needed to hear. Dr. Tim Sizemore, would, would you mind blessing us by leading us in prayer right now? I'd be happy to. Dear Father, we thank you that you are still driving everything around us. And as we get caught up in the anxieties around us in a world that doesn't have a driver anymore, that tries to make imprecise and contradictory science the driver or a certain political position a driver, it just doesn't work. And so we ask you would give us eyes to see you, to see that you are in control and that you are watching over us. And even if we suffer, it's for our own good and for your glory. And Father, we know when you gave your Sermon on the Mount and you talked about being not being anxious, you completed that by saying, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And we just ask that we would get our eyes more on your kingdom and less on the world of man. Yes. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Dr. Tim Sizemore, a Christian who is a psychologist, thank you for being with me here on Haven today. I've been honored. Seek you.
from the first volume of Hidden in My Heart, Jay Stalker and Seek Ye First, a song based, of course, upon Scripture here on A Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me. The creator of Scripture Lullabies originally developed the idea for the Hidden in My Heart series to help bring peace to children when they were sleeping or trying to sleep. And he was pleasantly surprised when grown-ups began to listen as well. Since we began offering the music here at Haven Today a few years back, we've heard from so many people in North America who have been blessed by it. Many got a copy for themselves as well as copies to share with others. So what about you? No matter what you're going through in life right now, no matter how old you are, this music collection will bring you great comfort and great peace. So for your minimum gift, supporting this 100% listener-supported ministry, I'd like to send you the four-volume collection of Hidden in My Heart. Our phone number you can call right now is 800-654-2836. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online and listen to samples from all four CDs. And when you're there, check out our Depression resource page with articles and helpful suggestions to help you or someone you love deal with depression or anxiety. Our website is haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And if you just like the Hidden in My Heart Volume 4 CD, we have that for your gift as well. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again next time when again we'll celebrate together the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Sometimes the Bible sets up scenes that could only be understood as irony. The Garden of Eden is exactly like that. Adam and Eve were told that their eyes would open if they ate the fruit. And Genesis 3 says that's exactly what happened but not quite the way they expected. They were naked, but this time they were ashamed, and they hid themselves and hid from the Lord. That's how sin works, isn't it? It promises us the world, promises us liberation and truth, but in the end it leaves us ashamed and hiding. Thankfully, the Lord comes looking, and when he found them, he covered their shame. Jesus Christ does the same for us as we trust in him. Spend time with Jesus every day. Visit us at GetAnchor.com.